Welcome to the Just Geronda Experience. My name is Geronda, founder of the Just Geronda program. I'm a psychic medium, oracle, and life transformation mentor. I help people connect with spirit and get themselves all the way together. This space is for everyone ready to rewrite their life story and all are welcome. I'll beam into your mind with channel messages from my spirit team, authentic heartfelt interviews, and stories about my journey from despair to declare, all meant to inspire you, shift your perspective, and break free from patterns that no longer serve you. This is my heart and my life and soul's mission. I'm excited you're here. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back. And to those who are just joining us, how you doing? Glad you're here. Let's get to it. In this episode, I'm going to revisit some of the open-ended statements that I left in the previous episodes. I'm going to take you from the dark ages in my life. We're going to flow on through to everyday stressors dealing with people and situations in your life. Sit back, relax, let's get into it. First thing I want to follow up on, I was a victim of domestic violence. I remember the first time I was hit and I remember it went on for many, many years. That relationship ended and because I didn't know the patterns or how I was attracting that type of negativity into my life and I was very young and I really wasn't assured of who I was at the time. So it's very easy for you to attract that energy and you know, when you see other people like have regular relationships, you think that you see it in the picture that you're going to get with this guy and your girl's going to have a house and you're going to have kids and you're going to live happily ever after. But no one actually taught foundations for how energy attracts life. That's why I'm so excited to be in the new age with everyone being woke because a lot of parents are now teaching their children and a lot of children have light worker gifts. My children have it. And my children are not perfect, but the thing about it is is you have to have someone really explain it to you and kind of allow you to be who you are because I feel I mimicked what I saw. And so I was 15 years old and I remember I was over at their house and I was invited to dinner. Semi-formal is what I'd say. And I was nervous because when they were laying out the placemats, I'll never forget this, that the way they had it, it was fancy. It was like, you know, the whole place settings and everything. And I got nervous and I was actually going to leave. And I remember being grabbed by my arm and thrown across the room to where it would make a thud. And I remember this person's mother came in and was like, what are you guys doing? Is she Okay. And of course, I, I didn't want to upset the balance of power or whatever. I would go along with it like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're fine. We were just playing around. Little did I know what was in store for me. And when you're younger, you don't have a voice. You don't understand what's going on. Like you think it's love because they'll promise they'll never hit you again. But in reality, oh, no, it gets worse. Not to dive into this that much. I remember being pregnant, thrown down the stairs. And actually, we had a friend that was over there that witnessed it as well. I remember the Fridays were the worst. I remember my head being slammed into the concrete downstairs in their basement because we lived downstairs in the basement area. And I remember it three times. It was like the rage and the anger of being young teen moms. It was just horrible. 
And I was devastated because I really love this person, you know, and I just didn't understand why he would be so vicious to me. It just really broke my heart in a million pieces. I, I just, I didn't understand what I was attracting because I came from a fractured family and I wanted someone to love me, like get me out and help me escape it and things of that nature. It's just the whole betrayal of my trust. And as time went on, I mean, a lot of other things happened and I'll never forget the pivotal point in my life where I think spirit started they started eliminating relationships that no longer served me. But then on the flip side, I would, because I was attracting that energy, I would see another relationship open, not romantic, but friendships, toxic friendships that would open and that door. But it, it was sad because the betrayal of trust when someone is abusing you is horrendous. But I will take no abuse. And you know, my grandma also told me, okay, you need to keep a cast iron skillet always in your house, you know, to fry up those eggs. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, I want people to remember this. When you have been appointed by spirit to work on their behalf and to work as a light worker, you need to always remember that you need to treat people how you want to be treated. Absolutely. But you also need to remember, and I'm paraphrasing here, you have to be careful of how you walk in the presence of a light worker or someone who is ordained by the Holy Spirit, someone of source, someone of source's light and an oracle. Because when you're there representing the divine, if you cross them, I promise you it'll come back tenfold. The people in my life and in my past that have wronged me, they have betrayed my trust. They have done some of the unspeakable acts when it comes to relationships with my children and things, not in regard to a severe sense of, you know, anything on that type of level, but having a child betray their mom, having time taken away from their mom based off power trip and lies. It's funny how the universe works. Because everything's come full circle and the people that have done those things to myself and my children, they have been rectified by spirit. And I'll leave it at that. So that's a little bit more about my history with physical, emotional, and domestic violence. Real talk. And that's going to flow us. Remember flow. That's going to flow us into the next topic. Spiritual dependency. Now guys, pay close attention to this. Okay. Remember, bookmark this. I don't know how you do it, favorite hit, however you got it, because I want you to come back and replay this. Spiritual dependency is a real issue. It is very serious. It's just like someone who gets money, goes to Vegas, act like they're high rollers, and then they gamble all their money and they're broke again. It's the same concept because when you look at, I'll give you some real world practical examples. Like when you go to churches, and I personally know this person, this person actually worked for me a while back. And I like how people claim that they, I call them Bible thumpers, because what they do is they quote the Bible and they use the spirit world as a veil because they have ill intents. And I'm going to give you a prime example. So this person worked for myself and this person was a pastor at a church. And on the surface, this person appeared to be, you know, a really qualified candidate. Now, here's the thing. 
because of my insight and my gifts, I could see through the person. And I was like, you know what? At that time, I hadn't started walking into the purpose. I said, I'll give her the benefit of doubt. The one thing about of any business person is they don't actually have to be in their office to understand and see what is going on. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short that have worked for us because they feel like we're not there. So we don't see what's going on. Oh, they're too nice. No, I'm nice, but I don't need to be over you for spirit to reveal to me what type of person you are. And so I'll never forget this pastor. She was working for us and she would do payroll. I started noticing things. It was like little 10 cents here was, you know, being added to the check. And then it was like a little 20 cents. And then it was like a 0.5 hours. And then it was this. And, you know, let's be real. I sat back and I said, okay, I'm gonna watch where this goes. Okay. I wasn't stupid. I was watching and we see each other. Remember that? So I sat back and let her do it. I let her get to where she was nearing $500. Then I called her out. Because over $500 is prosecution. I can prosecute. Anything under that, it would have just been a slap on the wrist. So, and I remember I called it out because not only that, in our systems, she was actually making it appear that she made more money than she really made. And that's going to flow me right into how I met, I will call her Miss Jackay. Okay. So I remember our workload was getting heavy and I wanted, to, I said, we need an assistant. And so she recommended this very young, naive girl, Jackay. So she walks in there and I just knew it. I started tingling. I said, oh, this is going to be fun. And I'll dive into an interview because I am going to bring Miss Jack Hay, honey, who is doing very well. She actually is with a very, very nice gentleman and he is amazing to her. And I'm really proud of this young man. You know, he's overcome a lot of adversity and I'll dive into it a little bit more in the next episode or their episode when I have them on. And so I caught her. But the thing about it is most people, they don't realize that a lot of the people who work in are for pastors and, you know, they work in the realms of spirit. A lot of them, as I call it, say they're Bible thumpers. They will sit up there and quote the Bible, live to ride. And as soon as something go wrong in your life, they quote in the Bible. But the whole time they're quoting the Bible, they're backstabbing you in the back. And then they're asked, they'll pass around that plate for the tithes and offering. Because that money is what keeps them going in a float. But they'll Bible thump it and tell you a million times that this is for the greater good. Hallelujah. You know, God, come on, give out your pockets. What? And you know, that's where the hypocrisy lies within the old way of spirit and going to church and honoring God and doing everything. Yes. Do I believe absolutely that you're supposed to do your tithes and offering? Absolutely. But it's when you are doing it and you're dealing with hypocrites in the church. That's what gives spiritualists oracles. That's what gives us a bad name because you're dealing with the Bible thumpers. And like I said, again, you don't have to become a Bible thumper to honor the word of God, to honor the word of spirit. You know, as I said, to honor source, Okay, let's just leave it at that. We'll say honor source. You don't have to Bible thump your way through everything, okay? It's ludicrous, honestly, how it's so twisted, you know? And the thing about it is, is absolutely, as I do this, I do want to grow this into like a movement. The new age, you know, I want to grow into a movement. Absolutely. But I want to do it the right way. I want people to donate or give to the cause because they want to do it. Here's the thing. 
I understand that you have really good people, really good pastors, really good people out there that serve source. And they're really trying to uphold their life lesson because at the end of the day, in my experience, and I'll never forget this, and I'm going to equate this to the cocoa farmer. If you actually do your research and see how they have to harvest the cocoa plant, they have to put in tedious work. Oh, tenacious type, the tenacity and everything, that type of work for the harvest to come in. But when that harvest comes in, it's fruitful is long withstanding and everyone is blessed by it. In my experience, that's how it works. It's again, it ties back to energy. What you give is what you get. But the problem with today's society is that you have a lot of these mega pastors and mega stars that they have the ear of the press. And anything with this press can be manipulated, guys. Oh my God, I just blows my mind. But the thing about it is, is to tie back to the spiritual dependency is just be careful who you, how they say, how these people, they just praise these centerpieces because, you know, it's just, it's baffling. Because I'll never forget, I went to an expo out in San Diego and to watch how people really are looking for something and to see that one pastor at his theatrics, oh my gosh, he was like the Pat Sajak, the, the conference, it about drove me crazy. So just be careful with that spiritual dependency. And when you're dealing with oracles and mediums, my rule is if I take you on as a client, I don't need to have a reading with you every month. That is ludicrous. This person should be able to give you some guidance that you need to hear that's for your highest good. You need to be able to, to apply the guidance that you have received and the insight that you've received to your life. And sometimes it'll take three to four months. It's all start settling. It's like, again, this is the long haul. It's not the short race. Okay. So you got to give it three to four months for it to really start sinking in and for you to start understanding that what was spoken to you. Some mediums and spiritualists, spiritualists, <laughs> and some oracles, they keep the hooks, in you, the fangs in you. And that's going to lead us to emotional vampires. <laughs> so they keep their fangs in you because it's like, you'll go see them. And I'm, I'm guilty of this because I did this. I promise you I did this. So you'll go see them one time. They'll give you a very vague reading. And then you'll be like, oh, I know, but I have to pay her to hear the rest of it. No, the hell you don't. Because what they're doing is it's, it's a dependency issue. Because then you're going to book with them and you're going to go next month. And then you're going to book with them and you're going to go next month. And before you realize it, you've easily spent $12,000 in a year and not realized it. Okay? So am I saying that that's wrong? No. If you're getting what you need from that person, absolutely. And if it's making you feel better and become a better person and elevating you in spirit and synchronicity and all these things that are happening to you, great. Keep going to that person. Because sometimes, you know, people need, they need that. And there's nothing wrong with it. But for those of you that are just curious, you need to find something else to do. Go read a book, read Curious George or something, because it's crazy. Like your spiritual dependency, all I'm saying is gauge it. Because it can get out of control really quick. This last little tidbit for you guys. I had this lady and I knew her. And I remember spirit showed up for her son. There were some issues going on in her life and I'll never forget it. So at that time, I didn't know how to control it. And so it just came out. So after that, like I said, I just have, I just now have social media. She was actually going, finding ex-employees that worked for me and she was finding them, <laughs> so hard. 
she was finding them on social media and tagging them or I guess tagging and like friend requesting it or whatever to try to find me. And then one time, like I looked up and she was just there. I was like, okay, this is creepy. I was like, okay. It was like she started to stalk me and it would, I was like, that's when I started to know, okay, maybe there's something to what I'm saying and doing. Because at the time, I was just being myself. And right now, I'm still being myself. But now, I kind of have a deeper understanding of what goes on. So it was weird. Like, I looked up and she was there. And so that's when we had to, I actually had to add more security and stuff to my house because it was crazy. I was like, okay, she's a little loony. I was like, if it happens again, I'm going to have to get a restraining order. But, you know, God rest her soul, God love her. So that's spiritual dependency, guys. So just be careful of all that, okay? And that's going to flow us into emotional vampires, okay? Wow, this one's a little... Okay, basically what an emotional vampire is, it's a person who robs you of your energy, your joy, and your happiness. They are the ones that, real talk, when you're around this person, you don't understand why, but you are drained after you are around them. You don't understand why you're drained. You're just drained. And you're like, man, I'm so tired. I need to go take a nap. No, you don't need to take a nap. You need to get rid of that person. Now, I said get rid of them. I didn't say go try to take them out. <laughs> I said you need to eliminate or set boundaries with that person because they are robbing you of your joy. And you know, it's more about them than you. But when you have good energy and stuff, you'll attract people that are broken that want to just be around you because it's kind of like a high because you're always happy and in good vibrations. So be mindful of that. And I remember this is a good example because I told my daughter this same thing. And I remember my daughter would go to school and before my daughter realized that she had gifts as well and she would come home, she'd be so happy, come home and look, it looked like she ran like a 20 mile run in a PE or something. And I told her, said, you know, you have to protect your energy. And once she started protecting herself and eliminating herself from those type of people, you know, how some people, they just look flush. Like her color started coming back and she would get off the bus and she would be happy. You know, I even offered to drive my kid to school and she told me, no, she'd rather ride the bus. Like, really? Like, what? So anyways, she started coming too because she started learning how to set boundaries. So just be careful of those vampires. You guys have to, ooh. And not only are they just regular people the i'll tell you this you're gonna find more emotional vampires in your family than you would just dealing with strangers it is so true and i'm gonna give you guys an example of how you can tell who they are so anytime anything goes wrong in your life you need to figure out who you call now write this down I'll write this down shh, shh. Figure out who you call. And the reason I tell you this is because it's the people that you call when you're going through it the most. They're probably the ones that are your emotional vampires and not for you. I said because it's just funny how it works because I, I see it all the time. Now call that same person back and tell them something good that's happened to you. Watch their reaction. Good. I already know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They dismiss it. They downplay it. They try to tell you how you're going to be better at it. You have to watch people like that because they're not for you. And here's the thing. They can actually be for you. But the problem is, is they're envious and their jealousy that lies underneath that praise. That's a good example. Like, I want you guys to do that. And you're going to see like who you need to keep on your A-list and then your, your blacklist. These two lists, I, I always use them because you have your A-list are people that are green and good to go. Then you have your blacklist people that you need to block and not deal with. 
And it's really self-explanatory as to the reason why you wouldn't deal with the people that you put on your blacklist. And the thing about it is, is you'll really see a person's true character when you do that because they should respect your boundaries in your space. When people no longer have the, the puppeteer strings and they can no longer control you, oh, they'll revert back to their old behavior patterns that drained you in the first place. Be mindful of that. It's not you, it's them. When they had the power over you and they were able to control you, they're just projecting their insecurities into the power trip. But now that you have blacklisted them and they no longer can do that, oh, be prepared. But at the end of the day, this is your life. You only get one life to live. So you have to make the best choices for you. I'm a firm believer. If I put you on my blacklist, I no longer will deal with you. You have revealed yourself to me. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Believe them. Well, Jeronda, can't people have a bad day? Well, darn right they can have a bad day. But if the same behavior patterns keep coming up, then you need to blacklist them because they're not going to change. Trust me on this. I have blacklisted a few people. And it's not by my actions, it's by their actions. So you have to, again, this is your life and you have to make this the best life that you can possibly do and live out your soul's purpose. It's not like you get a repeat of this life, okay? So just make sure you make your next move your best move. Learn how to play chess and apply that to your life situations and you'll see how quickly things will start to change. I have touched up on everything that we discussed In the intro, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Beware of people from your past. On your way to the top and to fulfill your soul's purpose. Oh, they'll come out the woodworks. Don't you remember when? And, you know, they'll try to equate you back to your past. It is just that your past, your future hasn't been written. And every day that you live in your past, you neglect the present. Stop procrastinating and living in the past. And don't worry about those past traps. Because when people try to equate you back to your past, they're still miserable because they're stuck in the same spot, repeating the same behaviors and the same mess and the same drama that you left and that you were able to boss up and get out of there. Whether you leave that area geographically or whether you leave it mentally, it doesn't matter. Boss up and get out. Listen, guys, whether it's dependency on a life partner who's betrayed you a pastor who's really just a Bible thumper, a medium or spiritualist, pastor or apostle or whomever who only hooks you into dependency on their energy or real world, real talk, a family member who's not really for you. You really have to pay attention to that because we mimic what we see in our families because those are the behavior patterns that we grew up with. You have the right to set boundaries with all of them and to even tell some of them Bye-bye. See you later. Again, this is your life, your experience. It's your journey and it's time to take the wheel. All right, guys, it's that time for me to be my way back out your minds. Until next time, go beyond naming it and claiming it. Live it.